On this episode of the Ask the Pack Leader Show, we talk about walking position, dog parks, demanding barking, CBD oil, and relationship status of me. Not to mention, middle of a pack dog named Maybe. Okay. What's going on, Pack? Steve Del Savio from the Ask the Pack Leader Show. We are here with episode three of our, I guess, kind of new format that we're doing. Uh, super excited. We were just talking with Instagram Live before we started the podcast. And I was going into a little bit of how we've been doing this. Uh, it's only been three episodes, believe it or not, but this is like right in the messy phase of doing something for 66 days in a row. So everything inside of me and Adam in our, in our subconscious is trying to t- tell us, well, maybe we should do it tomorrow. Maybe we should do it later. All the shit that you guys, I'm sure, are experiencing on things that you really want to do. But once you can understand what the real process is, it actually becomes easier. So one of the most uh, one of the quotes that I've heard recently that I loved was, "Once I realized that it wasn't going to be easier, I'm sorry. Once I realized that it wasn't going to be easy, it got much easier. So realizing that it's not going to be easy to do a ton of podcasts in a row every single day with our crazy schedule and all the dogs here while we're acquiring a ranch, while we're working on city stuff for for a, a place here." a lot going on. We have new hires and everything. To be able to do this every day is not easy, but that's the same thing as the excuses of like, well, those are easy excuses. Just say we can't do this, but we can do it. It can absolutely be done. So we have to teach, we have to stay in the present, stay in our conscious minds and tell our subconscious, which is really our body that's in the pattern of like, go do something else, go do something else. You're tired. You're, you're, you're not feeling good. You didn't eat good the other day. You're, you need rest. You need this. Nope. Thanks a lot. You've been running the show for too long. I'm going to have my conscious mind take over. And then I actually start rewriting the program on myself. And I'm downloading a new program, which is we will be doing a podcast every day. So I think it's so important. And I thought, what better way to test this really new theory out than to do it with you guys and provide tons of information as much as I possibly can to give you guys as much value. So you're getting a lot out of the show than things that you can work on with your dog and things that you can work on with yourself. So yeah, we're super... I get every time that I start getting a little thing, I'm like, it's, it's just a very hard phase for us. I shouldn't say hard, but it's a challenging time for us where I've made investments into two separate properties and pretty big investments that haven't shown any return yet. So we're running a business out of our little place here in Hoboken and making it happen, but we have a lot of money out without money coming back in right now. So we're hustling and making things happen. It's a very tight time. But once we have that place, then it comes in. So it's, it's really a lot of impatience, to be honest, and it's just dealing with not getting what you want right away. But it's always worth it to wait for what's worth it. And this place is going to be worth it. So I just go into being excited and being motivated to be there, but a good excited, feeling good about it. So I'm fired up to get over there. It's gonna be amazing. We're gonna do some videos up there and show you guys kind of what we're planning to do up there so you know what's gonna be happening. Um, oh yeah, the other part, the leashes. Every, I mean, the amount of people asking about the leashes is like, is, is, it's by far the number one question that we get is where can I get a leash? Where can I get that leash? So these are two leashes that, this is a six foot and a four foot leash. These are very much the prototypes that I've been working with somebody with designing. It's a really nice leash, feels good. The diameter is what I like. The Everything about it is really good. The stopper is actually a really tight stopper, which is a little bit annoying to, to keep that, to, to move it up and down. You can see it's like pretty tight, but you can move it. But I, I told them I want it pretty tight because so many of the leashes that we were trying out and testing 
over time, the stopper would loosen up and just come right down. And then this thing would be like, you know, on a dog's head, but just loose. So it would just be on here. And then eventually it would be like this on the dog and I could easily slip off and all that stuff. So this is gonna be the first prototype of the leash that you guys can see. It's a really nice material. I asked if you guys wanted blue or black and believe it or not, uh, it came back with like a few thousand responses and it was 52.48 on black or blue. So we're gonna get both. We'll get both going. Uh, I placed the order already, so we're gonna have these coming in. The first round, it's gonna be a limited release. So it's gonna be a very raw version of it, which is just what you're seeing here. There's no hardware on it. There's no um, brand on it. There's, you can see even here, there's like some glue exposed. Like you're gonna see a very uh, prototype version. Although, even with that, this leash is better than most finished leashes that I've, that I've seen. Pretty much, it's better than any, any, any slip lead that I've seen or used, as is right now. So. I'm planning on adding a bunch of different hardware, uh, doing some different things to make this leash even more universal and more unique. So that we're still in the design phase for all that, but I know how desperate you guys are for a leash. So we're gonna get them and sell them as is right now. And then as time goes on, we'll introduce new versions of them and more colors and more stuff. So I know you guys want them, so they're coming. So we have one, this is our six foot leash. It's a long one. And the other one is our four foot, a little bit shorter. So depending on what kind of dog you have, it's a tall dog, short dog, um, dog who you want to let explore more or not. And one thing I do, I always tell people, like you can get longer versions, get 10 foot, 12 foot leash, but sometimes what I do is like, I'll just bring a four foot leash with me and have my dog. And if I really want to extend it, I just add another four foot to it. So the dog would be over here. And I can let, depending on what I want to add to the leash, it's just almost like, like just linking them together. So I stick it through the handle right here, right? And then I stick this handle through the loop, which creates this at the bottom. So it's kind of like a knot that's there. So now I have a 10 foot leash long, so I can use 10 feet. So sometimes I do that. I mean, it, cause, cause like if I just gave you a 10 foot leash, it's kind of annoying to have 10 feet the whole time. So you could keep a four foot in your pocket and then add it to the six foot leash or whatever because there's certain times like I like to be able to especially when I get new dogs and I'm teaching them pressure I like to be able to have a longer range with them but then as time goes on like if you saw the the video I did with Luna on slip lead like how we start it over time once the dog really starts getting it then I'll remove the second leash because I only need that one leash for the dog to be right next to me so we'll be releasing these really soon we're just getting the website up and running and waiting for the shipment to come in and once they come I'm going to announce it maybe we'll go live I'll, I'll just do a, a big push on that for media wise so you guys know when they're going to be available but they're really cool I really like them and I'm, I'm, we're going to put a little thing in there for some feedback and see what you guys like too so this is going to be before the the uh, full release I'm only going to release like a limited amount I think I'm going to do like 200 leashes or something like that so when you see me announce it definitely get on there quick to get them because we're only gonna do about 200 to make sure they're good and then and everyone likes them. And then if everyone likes them, full rollout globally. So we'll see how it goes. What else? Um, that's really it. I'm going into the city today. We have a session with a follow-up with the, the dog Paddington. You can actually, can we link that somehow to this? I don't know. But you, yeah, there's a dog Paddington that we worked with who's been through a million, you know, the typical thing we get, been through a bunch of trainers. To me, the dog is actually a pretty easy dog, but went through some struggles, uh, having tons of leash reactivity, major pulling, like dragging them all over the place. And they're doing amazing. They had a little bit of a setback. Apparently another dog like, like went after him recently, but this is all stuff that happens and make sure we have to work it, work through it and make sure everything is still on the path. So even like, 
I always talk about like the, the rehabilitation of a dog and restoring them to balance. It's not a perfect line straight up to achieve balance. There's going to be, it's almost like looking at like the stock, like a, like a rising stock market. It's like up and down, up and down, but the overall is going up. So some days will be better. Some walks will be better. Some thresholds will be better. Sometimes in the crate will be better than other days. But as long as overall it's improving and growing, that's all that matters to me. So we'll be seeing him and that's really it. I guess we should get to these questions. Here we go. All right, so George, the German Shepherd, he says, when is the dog technically walking in front of you? When do you correct? All right, well, there's two sides to it. So one of it is the actual physical position of the dog walking in front. So that's the physical and the body part of it. But I really like focus a lot more on with the dog and the owner is what is the dog's state of mind? So is the dog with the human they're walking or is the dog in front and pulling and saying, I'm trying to be all the way over there, but you're holding me back on a tense leash. So we actually had a, uh, I worked with a lady who had a, I think it was a St. Bernard, who obviously is a dog that's been made to carry things and pull things and stuff like that. And the dog would be, the dog would be a little bit, like almost like a head and a half ahead of the owner. But we got it to the point where the dog was comfortable being there and she was comfortable having it and was not pulling and totally paying attention. So out of his peripheral, was paying attention to the owner. So to me, that was fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that as long as the dog is with the human psychologically. So is a dog in front? If I had my preference, would a dog be next to and behind only? Yes, but if a dog is like a foot ahead but paying attention to the owner and following and psychologically in a following state, that's okay for me too, to be honest. So if I was doing an obedience competition or I was teaching strict obedience, that's not allowed at all. That's that had, the dog has to be right at your side and paying attention at all times. So, but when they're doing that, they're also in a more excited state. So it depends. Are we looking for a competition dog or are we looking for a family pet? So that, that's where it changes for me. So I, for me, if the dog is a little bit in front, but paying attention with the mind, that's okay for me. If, if the dog is in front and you're on a tight leash, and you're trying to hold the dog back, that's resistance and the dog is, his mind is over there. That's an interesting one too to talk about is like, where is the mind? So there's times where like I'm teaching, like let's just say we're teaching a dog to come out of the crate and the dog could be stopped there, stopped at the front of the crate, but let's just say I'm standing here and waiting for the dog to come out and the dog is looking like over there and his, and his one paw is from here is like over here and he's like this and I'm over here. He's telling me that my mind is over there. I'm not with you right now, I'm just waiting. You're just a physical thing in my way and once you move out of the way, I'm gonna to try to get over there. So that tells me right away that I'm not gonna let him out in that state. But let's just say the dog switches from this to this and looks at me and relaxes, that's the moment that I bring them out because the mind just switched to being with me. So I, I'm always seeing where's the mind. If, if I'm at my, the, the front door and my dog is staring outside, the dog's not, he's already outside. He's already outside, he's not with you anymore. So always be thinking where the mind is too. Um, hope that helped, that makes sense. So it's, it's just, to me again, it's not like, a, I'm not very like strict on the actual, like where the specific position is. For me with my dogs, it's next to or behind, but there's certain cases where it's okay for the dog to be a little bit in front. And I would also be like wondering, like can we add a backpack to this? Could we drain the energy a little bit more before? Can we do something more vigorous with the dog to drain the energy, to, to, to create the next door behind and then nurture that with positive reinforcement? That's that one. All right, B. Stevens, what are your thoughts on off-leash dog parks? Are dogs more prone to show dominance? 
All right, that's a, this, is a, this is one that I get asked a ton about the dog parks. Like, what do you think of dog parks? And I always tell people, that's like for me asking, if someone asked me or if I asked you like, hey, um, what do you think about like uh, a bar, a bar and grill? Like, what do you think about it? And they would say, well, what would your, what would your answer be? Well, which one are you talking about? Because if I said, if I said, oh yeah, I love bars and grills. I said, really, let me go show you this place. And that's a total shithole. Would you really like it? Or it's like it's chaos. There's people doing drugs. You probably aren't going to go there. Or if you went to one that's a really nice one where they're selling great food and the drinks are really nice, customer service high, you'll like that one and the environment's good. So it depends on the individual place. So when I walk by, every morning we do the walk. So when we walk by or whenever I'm walking, every time that I walk by a dog park, it's going to be a different scenario. So some days I walk by and there's a bunch of calm dogs in there just chilling and hanging out together and it's a good environment, that's one where the dog park can be good. There's other times I go out there and it sounds like a fighting ring. It's like chaos in there. The intensity is almost at 10. There's high level competition, there's humping. And as you said, there's dominance going on. So are dogs more prone to show dominance in a dog park? I mean, I guess you would say yes, because where else are they really together in a dog park, in a dog park off lead? I mean, where are they really together aside from maybe uh, a daycare? right? Where are they, or, or if you're walking them together, those are the really only times they're together. So they can be more prone to do it there than other areas, but just because they're together doesn't mean that they're going to always show dominance. But there's definitely going to be, if the, let's just put it this way. If the humans don't come in and set the rules, boundaries, limitations for the dog parks, the dogs will then figure it out on their own. And that's pretty much what happens at every dog park is the humans are sitting on the side, they're on their cell phones, they're looking like this, they throw a ball, they're not really paying attention, and the dogs are all running around trying to figure it out. But then they start figuring out, well, who's gonna be in charge of this ball? Who's in charge of the water ball? Who decides who can come in and who can't come in? They start making their own thing. And then when you get two of them that are gonna say, well, I'm gonna do this, and then I want that ball. And the other one says, I want that ball. That's where you can break out into a fight, which is really over dominance, which is whose ball is it going to be. So yeah, it's, to me, it depends on the place. It depends on the dog park. I, I am not the biggest fan of dog park because for the majority of the time that I see, it's mostly the humans don't understand dog psychology. They don't understand how to discipline a dog and keep the intensity lower than, what it sh than, than a very high level. Um, this is a lot of nonsense that goes on that humans... The humans believe is okay, but and it's not that they're wrong, but a lot of them just don't know. They don't think it's anything wrong with a dog just running back and forth against the wall, barking incessantly, and any human or dog that walks by, they think, oh, he's having fun. I'm like, I, I feel actually bad for the dog in that moment, not with, because I'm not with them, but I watch them from a distance, I'm like, damn it. That, the level of frustration and anxiety that dog is showing just by pacing back and forth, he's like, Basically, what, it, what I like to be like the translator for them, what he's like screaming is like, can someone give me more challenge than this box that I'm in? Like someone give me something. I want to go run. I want to go play. I want to go do something. I don't, I'm tired of just being in this box, you know? It happens a lot. So if your dog is in a dog park and barking incessantly and doing that, I would recommend doing a lot more. So that's another part of dog parks. When you're bringing a dog to the dog park, most people, they leave the dog locked away for the whole day during work. So the dog is, is just just holding on to this pent up energy and is like ready to burst. Then they come home, hey, and then they get the dog even more excited. They put the leash on to the dog excited and then they walk, you know, a block or two to the dog park and stick them in a small dog park. And then they wonder why there's so many fights and the dog's misbehaving and all that. Cause that dog is saying this small little park is with finally where I get to release my energy and I'm gonna make the most of my opportunity. I'm gonna chase dogs, I'm gonna tackle dogs, I'm gonna bark at everybody, I'm gonna grab shit, I'm gonna, pee on everything, like this is like their opportunity. So instead, 
What about either hiring a dog walker so they get challenged during the day? Send them to our camp so we take them in nature throughout the whole day. And then when you come home and you want to enjoy the dog park, your dog's already in a fatigued state, in a tired state, in a more resting, calm state. And you bring them there so they're in a more social. So imagine if all humans did that. They drained their dogs, they worked with the dogs, they got them nice and calm, and then they brought them together so they could have a nice social thing. And there could be low level excitement from zero to five playing, like running around, but when things get too high, all the humans, regardless of whose dog it is, like me and Adam are in the dog park and his dog is doing something to another dog and I go, hey, stop, and calm him down. Most people right now, Adam would be offended that I just even talked to his dog and told him no. Don't tell my dog no, it's my dog. If it was me in that situation, I would be like, thank you for doing that and keeping my dog calm, that's amazing. Like I want you guys to keep like, correct my dog, correct that dog. Let's, let's all humans be in agreement of what the rules are to this game. We're like the referees of the game to a, great, to a degree. And we're going to tell the dogs what the rules of the game are. And if they don't follow it, there's consequences for it. That might mean that you're not allowed to play right now. That means you have to leave the park. That means you have to settle down. We have to take you for a run first and then bring you back. It doesn't have to always be a bad consequence. Like a good consequence of misbehaving in a dog park can mean we have to settle you there and we got to go drain your energy because you're not prepared to be in here yet. You're too pent up. So... Yeah, that's the, for me, like, again, dog parks are just, it depends. It can be totally different. I could go there right now and there might be three dogs in there that are three dogs that are just laying on the ground, just enjoying the day. And I could go there and two hours later and there could be 17 dogs in there that are like competing, like, 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 Amer like uh, what was that show back in the day? American Gladiator? Yeah, American Gladiators, like just going at it in there. How did I not remember that show? Thinking of that show, it makes me remember they had that huge tennis ball machine that they yes. would come and they go, da -dum. Yeah, like yeah. I want to get that for the ranch. <laughs> so when I see someone like not walking the dog the right way, I'm like, ba ba, like hey, like hit them with the ball. Hey, put that dog next to you, you're pulling too much. I thought you were saying for the dog, <laughs> no, 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 it's no. for correction, for correcting the, correcting the employees. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be our new thing. That's how we're gonna get consequences for not doing the right thing, or uh. You're supposed to be here at 7 a.m., 7.02, the door opens, they start walking in, ba-boom, right now. To your car door. <laughs> That's right. That'd be great. All right, so third question here. Hope that helped about the dog park. If you needed more, just let me know, but I, that, I hope that makes videos sense. videos on dog parks, Yeah, sure. I want to do like a video of like going to a dog park and just like videoing it straight through and assessing the dog's energies and all that. And we'll do it when we have our own at the ranch too, which is like, I can't wait for it too. The amount of content we'll be able to do up there. That's what I'm most excited for is like, there's not much content I can really do in here this is part my home, part the business. So we're in our living room. Like I still do it up there and cause I just have like surrendered to the fact that this is like basically hundred percent business and I have a bedroom. This is really what it is. So I, I film as much as we can in here, but there's not many areas to really film and do as much as I want to do. But being able to be up there and say, hey, let's grab these 10 dogs and go to the dog park and film it. Like that's good. So what I'm so excited for. So a lot more to come. Brooklyn born appetite, I think. Um, how to deal with dogs who bark when they want something and alert barks. Did I answer this question already? No. Okay. Maybe I answered it to her already on the thing. Anyway. You, you were uh, thinking about a dog, I think, for this. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, we have a dog like that, actually. So, maybe we can get Maybe to come to here. You can see, he's actually a guy I talked about in the last episode, maybe. Um, when we were talking about the first dog we brought on in that first show was a Frenchie who was back in the pack, who was like up here and a little bit nervous. And then the second episode I talked about maybe, but they were out on the walk. So I wasn't able to show you him, but I think he's here, he should be here now. So we can bring him in here, I'll show you him. But he's a guy who was alert, he was an alert barker for sure. 
but he would be a big time barker demanding something. So it, it was pretty much for him demanding affection or demanding food. Those are the two things that he wanted. So it, it would be incessant with him. He'd just bark constantly at them, say, give me more affection, give me more affection, give me more affection, give me more affection. And when people say to me like, hey, my dog barks, um, how do I deal with dogs who bark when they want something? Yeah, my dog barks at me when, when, I, when they want something, blah, blah, blah. I say, well, that means at some point you must have given him something during that. Because picture if you had a puppy from puppyhood, if dogs are barking and wanting something, and you just ignored it. And they calmed down and then you went with them and then gave them their toy or gave them food or took them for a walk. They would never learn that behavior. So they've learned it somewhere. And a lot of people do it out of management, which I understand. Is a dog's barking, barking, barking. And it's like, it's like the kid who's like, mom, I want ice cream. Mom, I want ice cream. Mom, I want ice cream. Mom, it's like, oh my God, fine. Just take the fucking ice cream. I don't want to deal with you anymore. So it solves the problem in the short term. But then in the long term, it actually creates even more of a problem because now the dog has learned that he can bark and get stuff at it. And they become, the more they practice it, the more it happens. Yeah, bring him in. Look at this little firecracker. So this is now middle of the pack, right? That you're going to say? Come here, buddy. Come here, baby boy. All right. So this is now middle. <laughs> the deal up here and he's drinking out of my water you can have it this is a new york city dog everybody so he's he has to have his fiji water he doesn't like our the water we give him clearly he just came back from a good walk so he's gonna want that so look at how he's behaving already so i first put him down it's a new thing but look at how he walks around i mean he's just gonna be able to like he's just gonna cruise around this place and just say what's this place that's up here this is this is very much of a middle of the pack type of dog is going to be oh uh, yeah but charlie if you saw if you can remember he came up here and was like like she i'm sorry she and was like oh, i don't know what to do but look at how he is he's like what's this i'm gonna drink out of that water what's this plan here what's this computer what's the deal here yeah oh who's that adam over there let me explore this whole place so much higher confidence with this guy come here maybe come over here come here come, come on there. <laughs> drama queen Stay right there. Show everybody what the deal is. What do you think? What do you think? I always forget the breed. They tell him he's like a unique breed, but I can't remember what he is. So this guy came in. He's, this is your prototypical barking dog at, at give me this, give me that. I demand, I want, and he got for sure. So we did it. This is the guy we did the video, the Instagram that I posted the other day. We did when we went to the New York City and we were doing uh, the session for the owners up at his place. So we did it up there and he did great. I mean, to be honest, in the beginning when we first, so this is part of the work. When we first got to his apartment and we came out of the elevator and we started going down the hall, he, he basically lost it. He was like full-blown excitement that spilled into anxiety and he was like losing his mind trying to get to the apartment. So Dave and I spent probably 30 minutes outside because that's the work. This is where most people just say, oh, here he goes again. And then they just, they just barrel through that zone with him being so excited and they get him to that place. And he then says, all right, so I stay excited and that's how I get inside the apartment. So we took as long as we needed to do that and we may need to do it again at the go home, which is fine. Right. Who you here? Who you here? It's a siren. <laughs> but right there, you can see him. He got a little alert. So that's your alert barking that you're talking about. He's just not doing the barking now because he realizes not, there's no ne nothing necessary about barking because he's with me right now. So why would he bark? But he still could. Like, like for instance, like the bell rang or someone knocked like really loud. He might alert, but it's, he, he's alerting. But also, this is not so much of an alert guy. This is more of an excitement guy. So back in the pack, a dog like Charlie will be more alerting. 
This guy is going to be way more of, of excitement. Like, yeah, something's happening. Let's go get it. Let's go chase it. Let's bark at it. Let's run with it. Let's have fun with it. This guy always, I, I, I describe him as like a total party animal for sure. He like loves having fun. But after coming back from a walk, you're seeing him a little bit calmer, which is awesome. Um, all right, let's go on to the next one. You want to stay for the rest of the show? What do you think about all this? So this guy was biting the hell out of the, uh, the owner too, which is pretty, I shouldn't laugh, but it's the, this little guy, he wasn't doing it in the intention of like, I don't like you and I'm doing it to really injure you. He was having more fun with it. And this guy has had claimed the female owner. And anytime the male would come and try to like come near, he would just start barking at him and like nip him in the ankles when he was walking away and just, they would yell at him and he would run away and run around the apartment. He was just, ha to him, he was at Chuck E. Cheese having a party. And they were all, so think about it for him, he's having fun, doing what he wants to do. And then for them, stressed, annoyed, frustrated. So he had them, he had them like right in his, like I was gonna say hand, but he had them right in his paw, right? Right in your paw. So not anymore though, now you're gonna be a good boy. This is actually a good one too. So now the next question is from Jessica Jean Dyer. Do you recommend CBD oil to help calm an aggressive dog's mind? So that's a good one. I, I personally am a fan of CBD oil. I, I mean, from the research that I've read, from the stuff that I've heard about it, it seems to be very good. It's, it's actually going into the vet world now where they're becoming way more open to it because it's, it's kind of like hard to deny the benefits of it. So psychologically, it calms them, yes. And, and physically, it also helps with inflammation and joints and all that stuff. The thing about it is though, this is the part of the question that I get concerned about is when people say CBD oil to help calm an aggressive dog's mind. So that's where it's a little off for me because if you think that if your dog has aggression that you're just gonna be able to give CBD and it's gonna work, it's not gonna work. So for instance, like with this dude right here, hold on man. With maybe if I would have given him CBD day one it wouldn't have the same effect because it's the the inside of the issues that he had, it would just be more of masking the issues that he had. So it would calm him, yes, a little bit likely, potentially not at all because I've heard people use it and it's like, yeah, we saw no difference. So with guys like him, I'm actually gonna be recommending them to, 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 to think about it or look into it and see what they think about doing it because this guy, now that he's gotten so much calmer, like for him to sit in my lap for this long is like a miracle for this guy. They're, they're, they would be like, what? And I took a video, if you saw on Instagram, of this guy laying in the lobby with like not holding a leash. And that's the place where he used to bark at everybody, lunge at anyone who came through the revolving door, bark at the doorman, people sitting, whining, pulling, and he was just relaxed in there. So now would be the right time for, for me to then now bring the CBD in if I was going to do that. Because I've, I've conditioned the mind to a place where I really want it to be and getting it to the best that it could be. So the more primal way, the more putting in the work and really helping this guy get to a place. And then I'm going to add the CBD to help him of just add that. It's almost like supplements. It's like, hey, I want to get in really good shape. And this is what it's like. I want to get in really good shape. And what do you think about... Um, what do you think about like me taking protein to get in really good shape? I would be like, well, are you going to go to the gym and work out? So if you went to the gym and you did all your workouts and then you added the supplement of protein in, that's going to be the, the obviously really benefit the whole picture. But to me, like the CBD is like a little piece that you can add in to just help the whole picture. It shouldn't be like the, the full, um, what am I looking for? The full, like, like, 
the, the, the full protocol to help the dog get past their issues of aggression. Because the aggression, remember, aggress, a dog isn't, you're saying an aggressive dog, aggression is the outcome of the problem. Your dog isn't, doesn't mean that it's aggressive, it's just that it's acting in an aggressive way due to something. It could be from fear, it could be from dominance, it could be from claiming you, it could be from protection, it could be from guarding. There's a lot of reasons why. So we have to figure out what the reasons are for the aggression to then be able to treat it. So, because the aggression is just a byproduct, it's the outcome of what's happening at the core. But if you just treat aggression and you just punish the hell out of aggression, or if you, or if you act like, oh, we'll just throw the food at it, to me, that is, it, you're not gonna really get there. There's, yeah, the, it just brings me up to another thing that I was thinking about, but I'll probably save that for another one, about Luna when I was talking about confrontation. Another dog we have who was like, who's, who went through uh, Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico and came here, and she's, she gets very defensive about certain things. So I was explaining how, even when she's growling and showing teeth, why I'm not, even really addressing her there and more of like letting her go through it. Cause there, to me, there's a lot of value in letting a dog express that and go through those, the, those feelings and those behaviors and then realizing nothing bad happens and I'm still there and I didn't give up on them and, or attack them when they were like that or just walk away from them and like that. So, you know, spending the time, this is something I talked about yesterday within, we did a session with two business owners and we were talking about, I said, one of the biggest issues that I think most people have, and this is in general, is putting in the work for no matter what it is. You want your dog to be really well behaved, you gotta put in the work. You gotta spend the time with your dog and put it, like, spend the time, put the work in. You wanna get really good in your career, spend the time, put the work in, do the, go the extra mile. You wanna get in shape, you gotta put the work in. You gotta get your ass to the gym, you gotta work out, you gotta eat healthy, put the work in. You know, it's, it's in so many scenarios that everyone is, and that's what's happening a lot in the vet world is people are looking for the shortcut. What's the deal? You wanna come closer? That's him. It's flying off the thing. Where are you going? But yeah, so people are looking for the shortcut, so they're looking for, I'll let him hang out for a little bit. People are looking for the shortcut of how can I do this quicker without the work? And they try it and they do all these shortcut things and then it doesn't end up working out and they actually end up wasting way more time, which is something that I tried earlier in my career. Like how can I shortcut to make a lot of money? So my, first of all, my, my whole like thought process was all fucked up because I was like, if I make a lot of money, I'll be happy. Not true. There's zero parallel between the two. And then I started being like, well, that, so that was off. And then thinking that if I make a lot of money, then I'll be happy. So I was focused on making the money. And then how quickly can I make it? What shortcuts can I take? How can I just make, make, make without really doing much? And that's what, I mean, I guess it, maybe it's, it's, you know, it's something that it's, it's handed down to us from generation to generation, or it's just in our instincts to do things the easy way or stay in comfort zone, which is definitely true because we're made to be surviving, not being happy. So we have to actually make an effort and put the work in to be happy. We're, our, our bodies are hardwired to, to stay you know, living and survive. So we're always gonna think, what's an easy way to do it? But it's it just the easy way always, you, you, you hit a wall and then you come back and you have to start over again. So my recommendation is like with your dog, spend the time, do all the, if you're looking for the quick tool, the CBD quick fix, the medication, that's the vet world by the way, is like, oh, you have anxiety, bam, like medication. Let me stick chemicals in to change you on the outside, but in the inside you're the same. Maybe, come here. You're gonna knock the water out of her, dude. So now this is the difference with the middles. It's like, he's gonna get into everything and just wanna play up here and have a great time. Yeah, smell the computer. Come back over here, come here. Come on. This is good, you guys can see it. So he's unsure about coming this way, right? So I'm gonna apply light pressure just enough to get him past this threshold where he's like, I can't do it, I can't do it. And watch, he's gonna do it. Watch. And then he can do it. Good job, good job, buddy. Good boy. 
So he just doesn't know what's going to happen. This is a lot of things like, he's like, I don't know what's going to happen here. We're going to, if I come here, are you going to catch me? Or am I going to fall? But he is not sure. So I'm like, you just have to experience it one time. And even though it was like a little messy, him jumping on here, the more times we did that, the better it would be. It's kind of what we did with, with Charlie. So by the way, middles can be unsure about things too, for sure. When I say middle of the pack, it means their natural pack position. Where do they fall normally? So you'll see if you go back to episode one, what's up, dude? You'll see back when you go episode one, when we had Charlie on here, the difference between the way she was on here and the way he is. They were both unsure about coming towards the edge, but he was like, eh, the, the way he did it was more like, I don't know what to do here. Like, what do you want me to do? How do I get there? The way Charlie was doing it is, I'm really unsure about this. This is making me really nervous. So that's the, the different part of it. All right, last one, because then we got to put you to bed. You're tired. Uh, from A Asia 91. <laughs> are you single okay i was joking will you ever come to poland and train so no i'm not single unfortunately i have <laughs> not unfortunately for cassie but for you no i'm just kidding but uh yes i have a fiance cassie who works with me i actually met her as a client we talked about her she actually came on and we did a whole thing on her and we talked about how we met and what we did and how we got together and you know, how she was a dog trainer who was actually struggling with a dog and, and the dog training community kind of just told her and the people she had worked with that like her dog was not able to be trained. He just doesn't like other dogs. So that was the case with her and she didn't believe it. So I think that was part of the, the thing that really attracted me to her was she said, I'm not gonna give up, I'm gonna keep trying. And she found me and we were able to have Jake like good with dogs like within a day, honestly. I had him with Maddie before they even left the neighborhood. So that's how we got together. and. Brings up another point, will you ever come to Poland? So we're, I'm in like foundation building mode right now. So almost like I have a puppy right now. Like this, biz, this business is like a puppy. I'm like building the foundation. Um, there's a lot of work that I'm putting in now, which is the investment for the future to set up for a life of, you know, just maintaining and keeping it going and being able to, I'm trying to do both at the same time. It's not the easiest, but you know what I'm saying? The puppy, I'm in puppyhood of business right now. So I'm like really in investment mode of getting the puppy good. So once the puppy's really good and the business is going really well and we have the foundation set, the property's open, we have this going on. Traveling is something that's like on my like high priority of things that I want to do for sure. So yeah, Poland for sure. I mean, anywhere. I want to go places and meet people. Look at this guy. I want to go places and... <laughs> so remember when I was holding Charlie where she was like too? All right, now you're getting too much. So now I'm gonna set all this guy down. Sit down, sit down, relax. So yeah, I would love to travel. So yes, will I come to Poland? I would love to come to Poland one day and I would love to come to many places. So in the future, right now, we're not gonna be doing as much traveling because we're in the mode of, of building this thing up and getting it ready so we can bring people into our location and see us and work with the animals and work with the dogs and all that stuff and learn how to you know, really learn dog psychology and animals and energy from the core in a, in a primal way. And then I'd love to go to those places and do workshops and meet and do consultations. Uh, like, I, will I still do that now? Yes, and I, ha I do it from time to time, but it's more of like a every once in a while type thing that we do it, so yes. So no, I'm not single, fortunately. So Cassie doesn't kill me for saying unfortunately, but yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm not single and Yes, I would love to come to Poland and I'd love to come to many places to train. So if you have somewhere you want me to come, like that's totally an option to have me come to the place. It's obviously budget depending and what the issues are, if it's something that, because I won't go. If someone's like, I have really bad aggression and I'll pay 
all this money for you to come to my place and fix it, I won't go because there's, I can't really help a dog in one session who has that severe aggression. That's one that has to, we have to figure out a way for the dog to come here so I can use the pack and use our, the pack of humans and the pack of dogs to help that actual dog. Like for instance, maybe here, like he does stuff with me and in the beginning it usually is a lot with me. And then he starts getting it from the other trainers, the, all the same stuff. So he's also getting direction and leadership from numerous people, which will, act, will really help him acclimate to getting it also from the owners. Because then the owners just become another group of people who are also leading and giving direction and doing the stuff that he's already conditioned and understanding how to behave like. So yeah, that's it. To that. That, and then you get to see there, maybe getting a little cranky and saying like, I'm not gonna go anymore. Or, here you go, the second round. He's just uncomfortable here, that's all it is. And he wants to go lay down and go to sleep. But him saying, I've had enough of this, I wanna leave, I have to tell him, all right, we're gonna leave, just calm down. That's like a kid saying, mom, I don't wanna be in the store anymore. I wanna go on here, I'm on. They start freaking out. It's like, listen, calm down and then we'll go to the other store. You're gonna go. All right, buddy, I'm gonna help you. You did so good here, pretty boy. Yeah, you're a good boy. All right, another one down the tubes, really good one. Here goes maybe again. This is maybe. Say hello to the camera. Say hello to everybody here. Who's here? Say hello to the pack. You're going home on Thursday. Maybe he's going home Thursday, back to the city. We're gonna stay in touch with him. He's gonna stay, stick with us though for some camp stuff when we open the ranch. They already are like full blown, like we're definitely gonna send them to you guys or whatever. That's my microphone. That's my microphone. But yeah. I hope you guys are having an awesome day. We're gonna keep this going. Shh. He wants to bite my microphone now. <laughs> this is the middle, by the way. Um, hope you guys are having an awesome one. We're gonna keep these podcasts going. Maybe he's going home Thursday. You'll see that on Instagram, on YouTube, his stuff. Uh, he's been doing great. He's a fun one, really fun guy. This is a guy who's not really like a really dangerous case at all, just a happy guy. But excitement got too out of control. And, it, and when it, once you lose control of it and you've like, it's like, like you, the, the brakes, uh, you've lost your brakes on your car and it's just, there's no stopping it until you hit a wall kind of thing. And that's usually a bite or, you know, dog got out and got loose or, or something like that happens. And then you need the repairman, which happens to be me, to help you with your dog. <laughs> but there's so much stuff that you can do to avoid losing your brakes with a dog. And this is the stuff, and I'm gonna be doing a lot of stuff on creating a, a, a puppy program where I'm gonna type up, like that's, that's another one. I just need the time to do this. So I'm spending a lot of time with you guys and, and setting the foundation. But once I have some more time, I'm gonna write up a whole like puppy guide on what you should be doing when you get your puppy. Just so there's so much stuff to, to avoid and so many problems that can be avoided by just doing things properly from the beginning and spending the time. And maybe. All right, guys, be good. Love you guys. Stay calm and confident and we'll see you guys soon. Say bye, maybe. Say boy, maybe. Say boy, maybe. <laughs> Good boy.